This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Yes, every day we talk about betting. And yes, every day we talk about hopefully winning. But the green today is not money. Welcome to another episode of the Bostonian versus the book presented by Betfred Sportsbook. He's Dave Sheriff and the book. I'm Matt Perot, the Bostonian Sports Grid Replay. How are you guys? We are live on YouTube and Twitter, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And just to prove it, Dave and I do not talk about what we're going to win well, for one second <laughs> before we come on the show. Before if you were listening to the show, you don't know that I'm wearing green. Dave's wearing green. It's a lot of Boston stuff. If you don't like the Celtics, if you're a Laker fan, sorry today. How are you, my friend? Good. Busy. You know, we're getting ready to go here. we got a lot of things to do, talk about all these different sports, all these different things. And uh, as much goes into what we're going to talk about as to like, what the main focus of the of the the show is going to be, or what the main story is going to be. So I got to think. All right, what color am I going to wear? I'm going to offset you this and that. I guess we're wearing the home greens tonight. Okay, we're wearing the home greens. Tonight. I hope. Well, to be fair, I hate the Celtics black and green home jersey. You do? I hate it. I've always hated it. I just don't like it. It's mm. just I, I, I'm a. I know it's people don't do it anymore, but I'm a believer that you wear white at home. I like the Larry Bird white green writing right. Celtics uniforms. It's just I grew up on it. Right. Now they wear everything else at home, every other color but white <laughs> at home. I, I, I don't know. The NFL was always wear the dark jersey at home. So like the Steelers always wore black at home. So that was my yep. first thought. But then the baseball, they always wear white at home. It was very confusing. <laughs> and then the, the Penguins. Sometimes they wore blue. Sometimes they wore white. I had no idea what they were doing until they went to black and gold. And then they wore white at home until they didn't and just decided. So I don't know. I like all the stuff. But yes, uh, we know. <laughs> we, I like all the stuff. Everyone who watches this show understands. Like My entire stuff. freaking family is going to the game tonight. So it's it's really crazy. So. Well, yeah, they got the halftime for yeah. Nice. That'll be it fun. Just, well, it turned into like once my mom found out, once my sister found out, once everyone found out what was going on, it was just like ticket guys. And uh, I've been helping them try to figure out tickets and who's sitting where and, you know, blah, blah, blah. My brother and his wife, my uh, sister-in-law and their two kids are going. Obviously, Olivia will get her uh, moment, but they've got I guess it's like a whole thing. They go there. They get a full tour of the entire facility. They get to meet everyone. I guess they're meeting a bunch of, I don't know if they're going to meet Brad Stevens, 
But I said, if you meet Brad Stevens, I'm going to be really jealous because my brother could care less. He doesn't watch basketball. He doesn't know mm. basketball. He doesn't care about the Celtics. And I'm like, I love Brad Stevens. And you're going to meet Brad Stevens. I'm going to be very jealous of you. And That's then perfect. they get to go and have like, I guess it's a courtside, not courtside, but it's like very nice seats. And then they'll be at for halftime. So yeah, cool night tonight for uh, for my brother's family at, at the game tonight. So that's why I'm wearing this. We'll get to the Celtics as to why you're wearing this. I'm assuming we're going to talk a lot about the game and break it down a little bit. But we never talk soccer to start, but I got two stories I want to start the show off with soccer. We often complain about how much money football players, baseball players, basketball players make, right? There is I don't. I mean, but a lot of people do. Like we'll do, right? Yeah. I don't I agree. I don't care either. But like people are always like, yeah, he makes too much money, whatever it might be, right? So we started hearing about quarterbacks making $50 million a year. We were like, wait, $50 million a year? Right. <laughs> How are you making $50 million a year to be a quarter? It's, I remember being a kid growing up and the first time somebody got $10 million a year. And my grandfather was like, $10 million to play a sport? These guys, I can't believe yeah. it. Ronaldo. There are two reports out with this. Ronaldo's being offered to go play in Saudi Arabia. He's either getting offered 117 million or 207 million dollars a year to play soccer in Saudi Arabia. That's a lot of money. A year. 117 or 207, which if you look at it from a baseball perspective, how much does he make now? I'm not exactly sure. Probably 50, 60. But $117 million is more money than, than at least four major league franchise rosters last year. <laughs> Can't even hit. Getting his hands. Getting his hands. Gotta use his feet. Right. Can't pitch. Nothing. Wow. Um, I mean, it all depends what he's making now, right? For him to even consider it. So if somebody tells you, you know, they're going to 10x you, that's he's making 27 million. Wow. So 5x <laughs> or 27. Because remember, I mean, I didn't follow this. I don't know. All the soccer heads don't get 10, after me. I apologize. 10, yeah. But he went to Man U and yeah. then he criticized Man U. And then Man U cut him, voiding this oh, contract. Okay. So he's a free agent right now. And that's why Saudi Arabia, a team in Saudi Arabia is coming to him and saying, we'll pay you this to come play for us for three years. Oh, he has to play for three? It's a three-year deal, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> per. I mean, they're changing the way sports are being done. $360 million is the reported offer. Three and a half year. He takes it. It's a three and a half year contract. Is the reported rumor more than one hundred and nineteen million dollars a year? I mean, you He's can't blame him if he takes it. Not at all. Not at thirty-seven. Nope. Wow. They're trying to Saudi Arabia is trying to get the twenty thirty World Cup. So they're trying to get some eyeballs on their domestic league. Mm. But. I mean, the money in the Middle East. Don't even make sense. Uh-oh, he's gone. Just hang with us, guys. That was me. That was me. I was right. hit the wrong button. Click the wrong button again. Sorry, that was me. 
<laughs> I was searching through the Ronaldo contract. Uh, they're trying to get the 2030 World Cup, but this is what Liv did, right? It, would, it, might, it might cost them like just twice that contract to get to the, the World Cup. Who knows? They probably got to pay off some people, maybe more than that. Maybe they got to give a billion dollars, but $360 million to one guy. For three years. I mean, it's the guy, but like, what are you getting for the return for that? He's 37. What he, like he's a name. He's like he's a he's the biggest of names internationally. People that don't watch the soccer now aren't gonna watch because he's over there making that money. Fair. But they might know who he they might know about the league because he's over there. That's fine. Like I didn't know Saudi Arabia had a pro soccer league till this morning. Like I was like, oh, they play pro soccer in Saudi Arabia? Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. So give me some idea. No, tell them, give me some idea. The boys and, in the chat are, are saying some, you know, some would take it, some wouldn't. Well, uh, it's, I mean, yeah. No. It's, it's obviously a question. Do you want to end your career in obscurity? Because it's Saudi Arabia's pro league is not a high class league. I mean, again, I didn't even know about they played Saudi Arabia pro soccer there. <laughs> So like, it's not premier league. It's not champions league. I don't believe. So, you know, somebody would might pay you 80 million a year to play at a higher level than make 117 or 207 or whatever the heck it is to go play in Saudi Arabia. It's tough. It's not even a negotiating point. Is it like, he's not trying to use this to get more money and stay. No, no, he can't stay. I mean, he has to go play somewhere else because, man, you cut him. But I think it's interesting from a, you're 37 years old. Where do you want to play the rest of your career, the next four to five years? Is it simply just a money grab? Do you want to go, you know, be a glorified trophy? Or do you want to go try to win, you know, at the highest of levels? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. (laughs) A lot of money. I think I probably would take it unless I don't know his, he may be so set that he may not need any money ever again for the next 25 times. It's not, it's, it's but, so then, you know, I don't even know what the motivation would be to stay, go, whatever. Everybody's different, but what are they doing? Like, that's a lot of money. Who's like, Saudi Arabia? Just in general with the golf. They don't care. The soccer. What's next? They have as much money as sand. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't care. Like whatever we got to pay you, like it, it just, they have the most precious and needed commodity that this world has to have to exist. <laughs> so they have more money than anybody else and they can do whatever the hell they want with it whenever they want with it. I mean, they can, and now they decided that sports is how they're going to do it. So they're upending everything in the world from of sports. Uh, speaking of upending some things, a lot of jokes being made yesterday, Dave, from your side of the counter about shutting down, about closing shop, going bankrupt, Team USA winning, one nothing. Oh, yeah. Everyone's loving to make that joke. I knew multiple books who weren't going to open up today because it was a joke, obviously. But right. do they win it all back on Saturday? Yeah. And the Dutch? Probably. Probably Everyone, same, same ticket, same number, 90, 95% of the money on team USA. And oh, the, I think you might get a few more tickets on Netherlands, but not like a lot. Okay. This, this, the belief is there now, but, um, Polisic, Pol- Polisic, the, the guy, if as long as he's, yeah. he's going to play, 
Yeah, he got got kicked to the private parts. Yeah, he looked like he was hurt, hurt though. Well, I thought it was a I thought it was a thigh injury, but it wasn't. It was right. a groin strike. Yeah, that caused him to be unable to. Yeah, move around. Um, yeah, people are going to bet U.S. They're going to bet U.S. again. Should bet the under again, I would think. But again, not a soccer guy. It was it was exciting. I was happy that they won. And now we can talk about it for three or four days. When is the game? Saturday? 6 a.m. our time pregame show. On Saturday? Yep. 7 a.m. kick. Oh, good. good. It'll be done and out of the way for TCU. and uh, You won't have any, any football conflicts with Sager. Oh, fantastic. Oh, boy. I have to go to bed early on Friday. Ooh. It's a full. I mean, it's if you look at the okay. schedule on Saturday, you have games for, on the West Coast. You're going to have games from 7 a.m. Until 9 p.m. All day. Big games. Important games. Oh, boy. Big yeah, 10 championship games, not until 5 o'clock. Our time. Right. So, I mean, we're all the way Big through. 10 and the, the, not that the Clemson game is ACC, important, but right. it's interesting. Yeah. Yep. You two big games, two. Yeah. Saturday's a really, really fun sports day for betting. There's a lot of things to bet on on Saturday. A lot going on. Yeah. Probably what do you think there's i haven't looked yet but what do you think there's about a hundred college basketball games to throw in there too easily oh my gosh yes easily a hundred then the nhl then the nba the other games involving world cup play not just team usa playing saturday it's you know i think england and senegal play saturday too oh the first it's the first day of knockout stuff Mm. Yeah. Oh boy. So you have 16 teams. So that starts that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very big day. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Books are going to be jam packed. It's going to be exciting uh, to, to, to be in sports books. And I'm going to go watch the Creighton, Texas game tomorrow night at a book. I cannot wait to see. I got to find a book that's going to either have that game on or not be crazy for Thursday night because Patriots bills play Thursday night. Creighton. Oh, same time? No, four o'clock our time for Creighton, Texas. Oh. 5.30 kickoff for Patriots-Bills. Oh, I mean, if you want to watch the Creighton game with sound, you better stay home. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you yeah, better watch it with but, sound. You want to stay home. Do you think somebody at four o'clock, this is what I was going to try to talk to Benson, be like, look, do you think you could put the first half sound Creighton against Texas? It's two top 10 teams. I mean, Top team in the, the country for Texas. Creighton's number six, seven, eight, depending on where you're looking. Yeah, they might. They might put over the first. Do I get? Do I what's, get? First what's it on? Is it on ESPN or ESPN two? Oh, it's got to be massive. Hold on. It's if it's be. on one of those two, then it'll be on with sound. I mean, you can just go to Red Rock. You know, it's right by the house. Or yeah, or, my, I'm uh, meeting. A, I'm meeting one of my Creighton grad friends that just moved here. Mm. And he sent me oh, a text coming to strip. He downtown. sent me a couple of days ago. He said, Hey, I want to go watch the Creighton game against Texas at a book. Oh, and I said, okay. I said, that's possible. I said, let me see what I'm, what I'm doing. It is on ESPN. Okay. So the first half will be on sound. Number two versus number seven. Yeah. First half will be on sound. And then we move into the Thursday night Patriots bills game. <laughs> it's a big Thursday is a big day for me. Right. I got a lot tomorrow. So I got a lot of sports going on tomorrow for me. Yeah. I'm psyched for it. Creighton. This is, this is the test. This is the game on the road. Gonzaga went in there and got beat by 20. Jay's coming off the, the final 
in Maui. What's the number? Um, the number is uh, no number yet that I see. Hmm. I'm going to say Texas minus seven. What time's the game? Four, Four o'clock. o'clock tomorrow. Dun, 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 dun. Let's see. Wow. Yeah, Creighton, Texas. Uh, Bet online just put it up six and a half. Oh, it's close. Okay. Yep. So, so I hover around that number. Probably bet Texas. I'd probably lay the points of Texas. Total. Although Mac against Beard is worth looking at. I'll be, cu- I'll, be, I'll be curious to see what Mac's record is against Chris Beard when they're in the Big 12 together. 140 and a half. A little low. Hmm. Lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, Creighton's only shot to shoot the lights out. They got a jack threes and knock down threes tomorrow night. So we'll break down that game tomorrow, but that's I'm excited about that. So we had a plus... 3.30 parlay last night that a bunch of brigaders hit and sent me the tickets. Nice. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. The Kraken, we'll get to their game in a second. Unbelievable game. Historic <laughs> game for Seattle and Los Angeles last oh, night. But then crap. what about the travel call on Steph Curry at the end of the Maverick game? Does that, I mean... Has the superstar worn off? I mean, calls like that don't get made against Steph Curry. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, that was a fun back and forth exchange in the fourth. The whole game was fun. Actually, I was watching that with Gabe and Cam, and I was, Luka. I had uh, plus eight and a half, plus seven and a half, plus six and a half with the Warriors. Ooh. Then I took uh, four and a half and three and a half with the Mavericks. So I had plus plus on both sides. I started playing the money line on both. I won. I don't even know how much. I just put an opening account. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that was good. I don't even know because I was laying, 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 trying to middle it. Um, it might be. I mean, is there a directive to call it more? It feels like the, like the refs are calling traveling more. Early in the year, maybe? I Maybe. That's their point to say, hey, call that early. I don't know. I saw it and I was like, wow. Yeah. I was like, that's a call. Luca was so good last night. At the end of the game, too. It was like, man, it's like call that in the first or second quarter. And then end of the game, you know, you know, wasn't really traveling or whatever. Yeah, Luca was good. Dallas is not good, though. They're not, they're not, they're not a good basketball team. You just think it's all Luca? It's all Luca. It feels that way anyway. I mean, right yeah. now, as constructed, they got to change. I mean, every time it feels like he's got to bring the ball up. He's got to work for shots. He's got to do all this stuff, and everybody's kind of standing around. Unless they're in transition, nobody else really touches the ball. Could Steph Curry and the Warriors be the impediment to Luca getting to the NBA Finals? Like, he's so uh, good, but the Warriors are such a machine. I just wonder, like, does that like Carl Malone had Michael and had just a big impediment to like if Carl Malone had played in a different era with John Stockton, the Utah Jazz may have won multiple championships. 
It's Randy. just you, they ran into Chicago. They ran into the Pistons. They ran into some really good teams. They played in the wrong era. Just wonder, like, is Luca playing in the wrong era because he's so damn good? Well, the West is tough. I mean, it took mm. Jordan seven years to win a championship, and you know, back then. So, yeah, it may take a little while. He needs help. You need help to do anything. I think to be super successful in a team sport, you need help. And as good of an individual player as he is, they ain't going to win the West like they are right now. Doesn't matter how good he is. Yeah, the so West good. is good. It's really good. Yeah, a lot of good teams. East is really good too, but the West is deeper. Top teams in the East are really good, but yeah. we'll, see, we'll see what happens with the top to bottom in the West. But how good are the, I can't wait to find out how good the Warriors really are. I, that's what I want to find that out in the next month. I want to be like, okay, guys, like you had your little swoon. You lost another road game. They're two and ten. How to win a road game? They're two and ten on the road. It's okay, ridiculous. how good are you guys really? Huh? Because good teams win on the road, and we're twelve games on the road. You play forty-one road games, so you're a fourth of the way through, and you suck. Yeah, you got to go ten and two on the road to get to five hundred. Now, I mean, so. You may not even finish over 500 on the road now, which is okay if you dominate your home games, but it puts a lot of pressure on you to make sure you win every single game at home. I mean, if you go 31 and 10 at home and you don't even win 20 games on the road, you're, you're the six seed borderline play in four seed, seven seed. Maybe yeah. in the plan. <laughs> I mean, it's got to figure out how to win these road games. I mean, they got to win 20 games on a road at least in a hurry. Over 50 wins. So now, what is that? 20, 12 is there's uh, 30 games, 29 games left. They're going to go 20 and nine on the road to win 22 games over 500. Yeah. If you have an over win total on the Warriors, you're pretty dead. They're not going over. I think I think their total was 50, 55, something like that. Yeah, it was 56, 55, maybe 58. It was high. People thought they'd come in and just run rough shot. They have not. <laughs> they have not by any means. So what do you make of a 9-8 hockey game? Look like old school Smythe division hockey. <laughs> Nine... I- I couldn't believe it. I checked the score in the first period. I'm like, wait a second, it's 3-2 already? Okay. 3-3 <laughs> three, three in the second. Start the second. Right? Yeah, so then the Kings tied it. It was 3-3. Three, three. I was like, all right. It was 7-5, I believe. Yep. Then two after, goals. Right? 7-7. Seven, seven, they seven. changed your goal, and I think they had to change your back. It was insane. 8-8. Eight, eight. We go to overtime, 8-8. Eight, eight. And then the Kings get a too many men on the ice penalty in overtime, which is such a dumb mental mistake. Like you can't do that. And you give the crack in a four on three in overtime and they put it in, win it nine, eight. There's two penalties that you have to call when you see them in hockey. One is when a guy flips a puck over the glass, even when it's on accident and it don't touch nothing. It's delay a game. The other one, is too many men on the ice because you look over at the bench and you look on the ice and there's just too many guys and everyone sees it. And what are you going to do? Pretend like you didn't see it. Yeah. You have to call it. 
even in overtime of an 8-8 game. When you don't want to call anything, you want to just let the game play itself out or go to shootouts, which would be hilarious after 8-8, you go to a shootout to decide it. I saw the highlights last night. I could not believe it. I watched them again this morning, and I was laughing. I was like, okay, we wanted scoring in the NHL. We may have uh, we may have shifted a little bit too much now. I don't know, but I like the games going over. I know I'm glad I'm not in the risk room trying to make the totals. What the fuck would you make the total for this game next time? Tell Great. me six, I tell you you're fired. <laughs> right? But what do you make of the Kraken, though? They're 9-1-1 one, one over the last 11 games. I mean, you mentioned it, I think, yesterday. You said the playoffs. It's really hard, these new newer teams. But we saw the Golden Knights, and everybody was like, ah, they're done. They, they're expansion. They'll never <laughs> do it. And they kept on winning and winning and winning and winning. And everybody was like, hey, you know, they they act, like we got a big number on them to win the cup. Like, this is not. You guys sure? We're fine. We're fine. They'll, they, they, it's just a fluke. They're, it's a fast start. They'll calm down. And then they never calmed down. And they went all the way to the cup finals. Seattle? Same thing's happening right now. The okay. same thing is happening for the guys that were around for that Vegas thing. Are guaranteed right now going, hey, okay. Um, it's Thanksgiving. We're, they're still winning games. We We get to Christmas. You can start to go, geez, this could be real. This they had the longest odds to win the Stanley Cup before the season, right? They were the worst odds. Yeah. Sometimes these things catch momentum. You win games nine eight, you win games two one. I feel like they can win a game any which way right now. You know what's crazy about them? We're talking about the Warriors being pathetic on the road, two and ten. The Kraken are eight one and one on the road. This year. Yeah. No joke. <laughs> I mean, they're six, four road. and two at home. They're not that good at home. They're six, four and two. Yeah. But they've won six games in a row. They've won. They're nine, one and one over the last 11 games. They're 14, five and three overall. They're four points back of the golden Knights in the Pacific. I don't know if it's an indictment on the Pacific division as much as it is an endorsement that this team's good. I know I'd be lowering the odds. This is, I mean, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to put a price out there to get Seattle money right now. The, people are actually talking about them. People are watching highlights and going, whoa, this team, you know, they just came here and won on Friday. They came to the Knights and, I mean, controlled the game. Team's for real. At least Kings, right now. Oilers, Flames, Canucks, Sharks, Ducks. Those are the teams that were in the in the NHL in 2015. The two teams atop the league right now are the Golden Knights, or the, the division rather, are the Golden Knights and the Kraken. And actually the division too. They both are the two best records in the division, in the, in, right. in the conference too. I mean, this is, people, does this start to like get people's brains flowing in terms of like, overcorrecting Did the NHL do too much here to get these franchises talents and give them teams because they've both come into the league and like the Calgary flames and all of Canada being like, we haven't, there's like kids getting ready to drink who have not seen a cup win in their life. 
and they're like 18 year olds are like, I've never seen a cup win in my life. What's going on. This is awful. The cup's always down there. It's never up here. And now you give two teams come in Vegas, Seattle, and they're both better than us. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Um, Cam just had this rant last week. Oh, a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. He just <laughs> was saying how much I believe he used the word bullshit. It okay. is that, 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 the, the, the deck was stacked the way it was for the Knights. It wasn't like that for the Kraken. It was, but it still was different. It was different. It wasn't, it this, was is, different. this is not a bunch of AHL players coming into the league who are all, you know, 35 and washed up going up against, you know, Mario Lemieux. Right. The, these teams have been given the right to basically shop a menu full of teams, players, right. And pick and choose who they want and build the best of the non-protected players to build a roster. Vegas had some very huge cams, right? The way that Vegas was allowed to stack the deck was incredible. The league yeah. wanted Vegas to be good immediately. And it yeah. happened. They made some tweaks, but Seattle still got some really good talent. Yes. And their young players have blossomed. I mean, <laughs> if breaking some- hockey news, Chris Letang is yep. out indefinitely. Oh. He had a stroke. Whoa. It says, and I just I just caught a glimpse of it over there on the TV too. So it hit me just like a ton of bricks. I'm like, whoa, what? Um, it says it's not showing any lingering effects right now. Blah 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 blah. But um, you know, thinking of him, his so Ron family. He- Ron Hextall issued a statement literally uh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, Latang was taken to a local hospital on Monday afternoon after reporting his symptoms to a team's medical staff. Penguins have said the six-time All-Star was not experiencing any lasting effects. This is not believed to be career-threatening. Latang, in a statement, said, I am fortunate to know my body well enough to recognize when something isn't right. While it's difficult to navigate this issue publicly, I am hopeful it can raise awareness. It is important for me that my teammates, family, and and fans know that I'm okay. I'm optimistic that I will be back on the ice soon. Unbelievable. 35 years old. He had previously suffered a stroke in 2014 and missed more than two months of the season. Whoa, I didn't know he had one before. Tests show that Latang was born with a tiny hole in the wall of his heart. Wow. So obviously he knew something was wrong and he had felt probably similarly in like, uh, right. uh, uh-uh, this is not something's wrong. And went right to a team doctor and said, Hey, I'm not doing well. And they probably said 911, get here immediately. Right. So <sighs> crazy, man. Crazy. You just six, don't know. Six time all star. Jeez. Well, I just thought, I just saw that. Absolutely. Rob Latva just pointed that out. And then I glanced over at my TV and they had a graphic up and a picture of them. And I was like, Oh, wait a second. So it, did, it just interjected there eight years ago. So eight years between strokes. Right. So he was 20, he was 27 when he has the first one. one. That's what I mean, man. It don't, it, it picks you. You don't pick it. It don't matter when, how old, where, but a guy's a professional athlete. Right. Peak. It can be anybody. Peak of peak condition. Right. Anybody. My gosh. So obviously, yeah. Looking out for some good news, hopefully for Latang and his family there with that. That's that's scary, scary stuff. But it sounds like they caught it. So it looks like it's not going to be long lasting effects for that. So we'll pass along any information that we may get on that. All right. So we got the college football playoff rankings revealed last night. Yep. And 
Alabama is now six. USC is four. Yeah. TCU is three. We're going to have some clashes because nothing really goes with this green. So, no, you look like Santa. Yeah, I yeah. have to try I like to grow a beard out too. It's terrible. I, I like that worst beard ever. <laughs> I like the 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 red, white, and green. Festive. Uncle Charlie gave me this yesterday. He a, had a, a red Dodgers hat. Is that like a, a an Angels fan like needling the Dodgers? No, it's getting that. Dodgers logo on any color. The kids are doing it all over. There's yellow, there's green, there's all kinds of stuff because it has to match the fit. At least that's what the kids tell me. But he had this one laying around. I was like, oh, when we discuss USC, I'll wear this because I don't have a USC hat. So it's an LA team with red. That's why I got it. <laughs> close enough, right? It's close enough. I do like the USC. USC stuff are nice. Their gear is nice. Um, it's classy. What did that, the, the the rankings told you you said it in the rundown. Are they out? Is Bama Al- out? I I don't think Alabama. Bama being placed six means they believe Ohio State has a claim to the playoffs first. Because I don't think that One the loss. committee can first say yeah. I don't. I think the committee is saying Alabama's best win is not good enough to overcome the two losses. Well, they started listing. Quality wins and Bama's is lacking. Who is it? They said Mississippi State was one of them. It is because they're ranked. Yeah, I mean, but it's Mississippi State mm-hmm. and Ole Miss, but Ole Miss fell out of the top 25. So that's not a lot, right? Yep. So, so, so that's not so, great for them. Yeah. I don't, uh, the Penn State win for Ohio State and for Michigan, for that matter, is going to carry weight. The, the committee clearly thinks Penn State even though I disagree with it, they think Penn state's a top 10 team. And yeah. so they're putting Penn state, they're giving Penn state a lot of power in the elevation of Ohio state and Michigan's win over Penn state. Yeah. Did you see Penn state may play Tulane in the cotton bowl? Is projected to like, what kind of matchup is that? Oh, snooze fest that only people in Pennsylvania will care about. I don't know, man. Like, what is that? I was all excited. I was like, I I told Justin and the kids yesterday, if they go to Florida for a bowl game, maybe we'll go see your aunts and uncles and we'll go. Whoa. And I was like, wait a second. I'm going to go to the Cotton Bowl and play Tulane? Because Tulane's going to be the group of five recipient, right? Right. So that's why. So they're going to, so they're the lowest ranked. Penn State will be the lowest ranked team in the group of six bowl games. The power is five or the power six, whatever the hell they call it. Um, yeah, it's too bad. Well, maybe Tulane will lose this week. Yeah, possible. Ford, I think, right? Three, three and a half. More than you, yeah, that'd be good. And then I, I don't know who I haven't followed that close enough to know who's in line to get in there, but it's, you know, it's just what it is in terms of, you know, these bull matchups and how these bull games are going to go. But I think if you put Alabama, you look at what the Crimson Tide at six, you put them at six, I think it's going to be a big lift. You need both TCU and SC both to lose. And then I saw and read this morning that even if that happened, there would be a lot of push to keep TCU in. Yeah, D. Weezy, who, by the way, was watching the replay last night and Appreciate tweeted that. at us. Thank you, D. Weezy. He just came in and said, if USC and TCU lose, 
USC and TCU lose, Bama and Ohio State will be in. No, see that I, I, read, I don't think so. This is after what I we heard think. last night. I think you're. I think what you've looked at and what people have pointed out with Alabama, TCU at three. If they lose, they may only go to four. Right. So because you have a one-loss TCU team in a revenge game, they already beat Kansas State once before. So now it's one-one, and they ran their schedule. They lost in the Big Twelve Championship game. USC would move to three. If they win on Friday, but if they lose, USC is out because they're the four. But then it's Ohio State moving in, and Ohio State gets the four. Alabama does not. TCU could stay in and be the four. So uh, sorry, excuse me. So Ohio State would jump. USC would go. Well, if they both lose, you could see Ohio State four and see TCU. At no, three, Ohio still. State three, TCU four, or jump so, Ohio State. But you talked about the fact they don't want Ohio then, State, Michigan in the semifinal. Oh so yeah, you, no, they so can you, just slide USC out and put Ohio State in, and Ohio State will have to go play Georgia down in that yeah. Atlanta. Yes, but I'm saying and, if TCU and USC both lose, if both those teams lose, TCU could still be in the playoffs with a loss on Saturday. A close loss. If they get blown out, they're out. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. push them out, and they're gonna get those teams that blue bloods all in. Man, it's good. I don't know. After I, what I heard last night, they're really down on Bama. That I I, I think that they're afraid of argue it. Like I, I I that's that's a fair argument. I'm not yep. just saying it because I'm tired of seeing Bama get there. I'm saying it from a legit point of view. I don't know if they're the best team for that spot. You know, if Bama I, played TCU on a new, on a neutral field, what's the line? Oh, they're favored. I mean, they're big favorites. So they, I mean, it's Bama is always favored. But take the like, betting aside. Like, who do you think would? If you just talked about who would win, if Bama played TCU. What are they? Does Bama win? If if they win by how much? I don't know, man. I mean, TCU's answered every question up to this point. They've answered every one. I don't know. Put them on a neutral. Give them a shot. I don't think they get killed. I don't. If this game with K-State flies over. Kansas flies State scored, over? Do you think it's going to fly over? Kansas State the last two weeks has scored 41 and 48 points. Yeah. Total was 55 the first time they played. Total now is 61 and a half. Yeah. TCU was 75 now. to the old. 62 and 59 and a half were the totals for the last two games for K-State. They both flew mm. over. If it, flies, if it flies over and it's like a 50 to 45 type of game. Yeah. What does that do for TCU? Does that, that spook the committee even if TCU wins? In terms of Oh, seating? no. TCU wins, they're in. Regardless. They win, they're in. Regardless, okay. I don't think they get jumped unless they want TCU. I think they want TCU to go to Arizona and play. And I don't think they want, uh, I mean, although USC going to Arizona wouldn't be bad either. Mm-hmm. Right. It'll, it'll fill that side of, you know, the A side and the B side of the fight. Either one is good. They don't want, I mean, if USC is the four, ain't no fans, nobody cares. They ain't going to, to, to Atlanta. USC's oh, no. not going to that game with the championship game being in LA. You're going to go to one. You're going to go right at home. 
you're not making that cross country trip. You might go to Arizona and then go to the next yeah, week. Yeah, I that I think happens. Yeah, but you know TCU's going as long as they're playing, they're going whatever base Fair. they have, they're going there. Yep, agreed. So I don't know. It's interesting as hell. I I. I don't know. We did eight in a box this morning. I asked me how this, I'll ask you this. When we reconvene on Monday, is it the four teams that are right now or is it a different combination? This is the four. Wow. See, I don't, I don't think they both win. So let's ask that question. TCU and USC are both two and a half point favorites Friday night, Saturday. Who has more pressure on them? Oh, um, because here's the thing: USC plays on Friday night. If they lose, TCU at three might feel some level of comfort. Oh hell no, I don't think so. I think TCU has to feel like they have to win to get in. Okay, I fair. I agree with that. I think that I think Sonny Dykes will preach that. I think that's what he'll tell them that if guys yeah. you want to play in the playoff, this game has to be won. We must win this game. You can't focus fully. Now, it's hard to play that game psychologically because you don't want to interject the idea of losing. So if you approach the idea of if you right. lose, we don't go to the playoffs, that's pressure. So how do you handle that? Hey, guys, it's a Big 12 championship game. Go play. Whatever happens, happens. The committee will do what the committee is going to do. That's fair. But I will firmly agree with Pete Futek from college football news. Who's been on Twitter talking about this for the last couple of days about when we expand and we have automatic qualifiers Friday, Saturday is going to be one of the best sports days of the entire freaking year. Because we know that K state can't get in by a bunch of eggheads in a conference room. But if K state could beat TCU and make the playoffs, Think about how much more interesting that football game becomes. But if we have 12 teams making the playoffs, what the hell do we even have conference championship games for? Because you have to discern why do we play a conference tournament in college basketball? It's the same reason. But asking that same question for years. There has to be a benefit of winning. So now the regular season becomes completely irrelevant. Is the NFL's regular season irrelevant? Well, you get a home field advantage if you get the one seat. And you will in the playoffs as well. You make the playoffs, but you but just you have to home make game. the playoffs now. You get a home game if you if you win your division and if you win your conference and if you look good and you're an automatic qualifier ranked in the top six or top five, you're going to get a home game. So you'll be able to play a top four. You get you you get two buys. Top two teams will get buys, and then you'll get home games. Yeah. The next eight eight teams will play it out with home. That matters. That that you play the NFL regular season to either get a home playoff game or a home wild card game or to have home field advantage throughout the regular season is going to, it's not going to be irrelevant. It's going to be very much an important part of this whole process. The only we, part of the regular season that will be relevant will be the conference games because you can okay, go to well, your conference fair. championship. But the like, SEC has already done that. The SEC has already decided that we're playing one or two games non-conference and everything else is cupcake city. Because our conference is so tough, we're not so that we've already had seen that. You're right, we've already seen that. Yeah. But to get an at-large bid, much like college basketball, so we had a Gonzaga who was playing in a cupcake conference, having to go mm-hmm. play ten games in the non-con to elevate their resume, so they could become a one seed when they ran through their conference. You will see teams do the same thing. 
they will schedule knowing if I play in the American, I got to make sure people know that I'm decent. I got to play a power five team. I got to go on the road to take on somebody to go and justify at the end of the year when the committee look at the resume and they say, well, you know, they beat so-and-so on the road, right? They should, they should be an at-large bid. Right. I yeah, don't how think many, so. I, what is it going to be? Six conference championships and six at-large bids? Five. And then w- how they figure it out, it looks like they're going to be six for a group of six. And then there'll be six at-large bids. Now, I like eight, personally. Five power five conferences, five automatic bids, three at-large. But I'm dead. I'm not going to win that fight. They're going to go to 12. Oh, yeah, they have to go to 12. Why? I mean, they don't have to, but it makes more sense bracket-wise to the top Why not four 16? get a bye. Why not 16, then? Well, 16 would be... And that's a problem. You just start you just start to go bigger, bigger. Yeah, bigger. I don't know. I Man. like eight because we we have five right now. We have five power conferences, three at large, and you have eight. You play it out on a bracket setting. One plays eight, and so on. But yeah, we're gonna have buys. We're gonna have well, with twelve. You have to you play get to eight, so you get to play the eight teams. Play, so top so four teams will get buys. Oh, okay, then, that's fine. So you give them a reward for for doing yeah. something like that. That's fine. Winning your conference championship. That's and true. like hypothetically, okay. if you get a crazy upset, like a K-State beating TCU, right? So a three-loss K-State team would get into the playoffs. They would play in that opening weekend. They would right. have to go and actually you know, justify that they're in, but they have to go play an extra game because they got in a surprising bid. Right. To get in. Huh. But then TCU would get in. You would have a chance for a Cinderella. You know, you could play poorly at the end of the year or, or at the beginning of the year and play better at the end of the year. Win your conference, go and have a chance to make some noise. What it does do, to your point, is it does not eliminate, but it lessens the blow of what happened to Oregon this year against Georgia. Because all year long, we all are back. That's a positive. 49 3, 49 3, 49 3. I don't give a shit what happened in those games in September. I don't. The committee I don't think does, the committee though. should either. The teams okay. change so much. Agreed. So then you like the new expansion then? We'll see. We'll see how they mess it up. I mean, more <laughs> meaningful games is good. Yeah. I just have a feeling they're going to fuck it up. I just, just want to see somebody have a Cinderella type of run. That's what I want. It won't happen. I disagree. I think it can, ha- I think it can happen. It's not basketball. I Patriots did it. Patriots did it. Pros 86. are pros. Well, we haven't seen different. it in college football yet. We haven't given these kids a chance to do it yet. It's so, too, it's too. I mean, you could do it once. You can win one game. I don't think you can win multiple games against superior competition. It's physically demanding. The difference is just too much. What you have to do to beat, like Boise State won that game against Oklahoma. It was one of the coolest upsets ever. The Statue of Liberty play, and then a kid scored the two-point conversion, proposed to his girlfriend cheerleader. That was amazing them would have to go on a road again the next week and do it against Bama, they would have got crushed. <laughs> they would have got crushed. So probably, I don't know. I It's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a different type of discussion. I kind of like these discussions about who deserves this, that, whatever. Oh, yeah. And seeing how they're playing these, you know, <laughs> these <laughs> rankings. Welcome to doing talk radio in the South. <laughs> this is all you do. Oh, God. <laughs> 
for, and this is what you do in June. In September? <laughs> no, oh, in June. <laughs> this is what you do in July. This is what you do. I mean, 365, this is what you would do. You would break down Alabama's what happened to Bama against Tennessee in the fourth quarter. What happened to LA in the LSU game? No, which I mean, red shirt How much freshman? can you talk about that? It happened. It's done. You keep talking about it? Over and over and over. Then you get signing day and you take a look at what kid's going to come in and make an impact because the safety. I'm taking that day off. You know, the, the, the safety was out of position in the game against LSU. So now you have a redshirt, you know, a redshirt sophomore who's going to come in and play next year. He probably would make that play. So you think they beat LSU. So if Bama had beaten LSU and they have one loss, would Alabama be sitting here above Ohio state Would Bama be five and Ohio state be six. Holy sh- my head. Hurts Welcome to talk radio in Alabama. <laughs> that oh is God. five years of doing this every single morning. I did it getting up at four, four, three 30 in the morning, four o'clock in the morning and being on the air at six. So Yep, that's what you do. And that's just what drives everyone's attention. And that's what they talk about at the, you know, the Waffle House and what they get into. So, but so to answer this Chef, question, Chef Benny and yeah. Mr. C both just came in and said, man, wouldn't it be great if we had Ohio State, Tennessee, and Penn State, Bama in the bowl games? Be phenomenal. Tennessee, I don't amazing. know. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you have the chance to build some pretty good bowl games this year. Hell yeah. It's just a matter of how it's all going to play out. But quickly, answer this, though. Who has more pressure on them? Friday night, USC, Saturday, TCU. Friday, USC. They have to win. They have to win. And they're first. When you play play golf and you have to do a a, putt to win a hole, do you want to go first or second? Totally depends on who you're playing. Well, that's the answer to this question. Totally depends on who you're playing or who you're betting. I don't know if anyone has more pressure than, but I, I would say the guy going first. Because like in pressure. the NFL, you want the ball first. Coin flip, you want the ball first. Give me the ball first. I in want o- the ball first. In, o- in college football, you want the ball first. Go put the bar up. People, There's also a philosophy of go see what you need. No. Right. That's there's, there's two ways of going about it. If I'm USC, I like I'm playing first because TCU's got to watch USC. And if TCU watches USC lose, just from a psychological standpoint, it gets in their brain of, oh no, <laughs> upsets could happen. You, you, your opponent, K State, starts to get excited. Utah did it. Why can't we? I don't like it. If I'm if I'm USC, I like to go first. I don't think any of them TCU kids bed check's gonna be at like eight o'clock. They ain't gonna even watch the game. They'll be asleep. That's an early start, man. It's a noon kick. One kick. Noon Eastern. Noon Eastern kick. Ten o'clock AM. Yeah, they may you not know. It's a good point. But they might get up to it even worse. <laughs> Wait, USC right. Wake lost? up. Hey, what happened? <laughs> USC Utah lost. won. They smoked them. Ooh. Okay. Um, uh-huh. let's go, boys. <laughs> let's go. Uh, a couple of more college football ones here. Yep. What's the deal with the Rose Bowl? We're we talking about the playoff expansion. Told you, man. The Rose Every Bowl damn year. Is the Rose Bowl. Every damn these damn people, man. I mean, first it was the Big Ten. Now it's the Rose Bowl. Bunch of old white dudes in a conference room worried about their damn parade. Just stop. It has anything to do with the parade. That's 110,000 strong. 
Here is your story. Leaders of the college football playoff issued an ultimatum to the Rose Bowl this week, giving a self-imposed deadline of Wednesday to determine whether the college football playoffs can expand in time for the start of the 2024 regular season. And if the game's most storied bowl can agree to terms, it's possible it could be excluded from the New Year's Six Bowl rotation in the next contract. Excluded. Kick out the Rose Bowl. Get the fuck out of here. We we don't need you. We want the Rose Bowl, a source told ESPN. We have a good partnership with the six bowls we are affiliated with. We do, and we want to continue with that. I hope the Rose Bowl will be part of that, but there's no guarantee of any of that. None. None. (laughs) How about that? Shot across the back. The granddaddy of them all. Wake up. That's what that is. That's, that's, that's somebody in that conference room saying, hey, wake up because we're not opposed of just leaving you out of this. Would they do it? Maybe. Again, they what's might. the Rose Bowl? It's the granddaddy of them all, Matthew. It used to be. It's not anymore. It's just a bowl game now. It's just a bowl game? If they don't expand in time for the 2024 postseason, the college football playoffs would lose a rough, roughly $450 million in potential gross revenue. It's a very expensive game of chicken that the Rose Bowl is playing. They're, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably acquiesce, don't you think? If they're smart, yes. They don't need you do? anymore. This is not a game in the ground and say, yeah, you know what? Remember the big 10 did this for years about playoff expansion, about the playoffs in general. The big 10 was like, no, we're not doing this. We're not playing. We're not losing the Rose bowl. We're not losing the Rose bowl. No, no, no. Voices that can't stand. Drove me crazy. Fueled my radio shows for fucking years was big 10. I just buried the big 10. Whenever we talked about this, give us a playoff, give us a playoff. And then the Big Ten was like, no, sorry, we have to be playing where we want to play. I was like, you know what, man? They were Give right. us what we want. <laughs> we have it where Ohio State and Penn State and we're Michigan and we're, you know, we play football for 100 years. Michigan State, don't Iowa, all of care. the above. Don't Nebraska. Care. Gosh, you want to talk about SEC bias. It had to pain you going from the SEC to the Big Ten country, did it not? No, because I covered Big 12. Oh. I, I never lived in Big Ten country. I lived in Big 12 country, Nebraska, Iowa State. Uh, I was around Big 10 people, but I never lived in I never lived in Iowa City. So I wasn't around that like Nebraska went to the Big 10 after after way after I left. Yeah. Mm. Way, way after I left. Okay. And I left Nebraska in 2009. Left Iowa in 2011. So I was never around it, but I, I, it pained me to be around big 12 people that used to bang their chest about how great their pageantry was. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming from the sec. So yeah. And they would look at me and big then big 10 fans, Iowa fans would be like, you know, you got to go to a game at Kinnick. And I was like, okay. Then I watched an an Iowa, an Iowa, Ohio state game from the sidelines. And I was like, this is fun. This feels a lot like Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> right. It just got all mad. They're right. like, it's Kinnick Stadium. It's really hard. But yeah, it's hard to play there. Definitely. It's cold and it's loud. And yeah, but like Neyland Stadium shakes the filling in your teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's a different type of sound. It's a train next to your ear. 
that you're, that you're dealing with when you're playing with those types of crazy 105,000 people. But I, I don't I know. To I, I just them all the same thing by going to the Penn State games before they were even in the Big Ten. I would go to the Penn State games and see them play Maryland and Temple, and there was 100,000 people. And then they expanded and put 112,000 people in there. And it's just different. I mean, you can't explain that. I could go to the game at TCU. It's probably fun. Mm-hmm. It ain't that. Mm-mm. It ain't it just ain't that. So mm-hmm. a bit of the games at the horseshoe mm-hmm. was pretty loud. It was pretty big. Uh, okay. Uh, show me somewhere else that's like better, bigger. It's hard. So you were at the best places. I was at the best places. It's it's the Rose Bowl is still the best Rose Bowl. But Gorov just came in and, and asked a good question. Are all the bowl games like go by the wayside? When this expansion happens? No, they're going to be in the same rotation. We're just going to expand it to the campuses for the first four games. Yeah, but like, does the Pool Land Weed Eater Bowl even exist? Does the Bahama Bowl No, exist? they still exist. Absolutely, they exist. But look, I made the joke on Twitter, but I, 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 I kind of mean it. Iowa playing Pitt in New York City for the Pinstripe Bowl is exactly the what these people deserve who want 10,000 bowl games. Like nine three, in thirty degree temperatures. But who's gonna go? Iowa fans every year. They will go to that game. It is their vacation. They will bitch. They will whine. They will scream. (laughs) They won't go by the left by the droves, but there will be (laughs) Iowa fans in the stands by the hundreds. I guarantee it. New York City in December. Yep, they will go. It's in bundle up. They will be bitterly mad. They will go kicking and screaming, but they will go. Pit, pit people will drive. They'll drive to New York. They'll go. But I don't even know if they'll go. You're going to have probably 10,000 people at Yankee Stadium watching a football game in a baseball stadium. Freezing so their do ass you off. want that if you're no. in the bowl games? No, but that's my point. Like the, we, we have so many bowl games. They're not going to end because the playoffs begin. We're going to have more and more bowl they games. They have to contract. They have, there has to be less. They can't even get enough teams with a winning record to go to these bowl games this year. Yep. I used to watch it all the time. These guys in these smug coats used to walk around and they used to get free everything. And I'd be like, where's that guy from? Oh, he's from the Outback Bowl. Outback Bowl? Oh, yeah. Where's that guy from? Oh, he's from the Citrus Bowl. Citrus Bowl? The hell are we talking about? This is like back in the, the 2005, 6, 7, like bowl games. Like nobody wanted to go to the Citrus Bowl. It was actually like a punishment. It was like, oh, fine, go to this. And like this guy's walking around eating like lobster and caviar and taking and getting like free everything. It's a complete racket. The greatest job in the world is a bowl representative. Everything is free. Everything is taken care of. You wear a stupid blazer. Everyone thinks you're somebody. You go on the field. You walk around. You can see meet both coaches. ADs kiss your ass. It's unbelievable. We had Fiesta Bowl guys all the time oh. down in Arizona in the. Uh, That's a real bowl game, at least. Yeah. That that had some pop, had some pop. Yeah, but I mean, we you know we had the, they would come out and I had to take them golfing, and then they would you know I'd be like, look, you know, bring people here. We'll we'll, we'll do something with you. Set up Fiesta Bowl groups or whatever. But I saw what they were doing, and I was like, what a gig! This is this is not a bad gig. This oh, we raise really money for charity. Gig. That's what our bowl game does. We look how much money we give to the local community. That's why our bowl game. I'm like, yeah, but you play one day out of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we spend the whole year planning. 
Yeah. How, how, how many yeah. hours do you need to plan an event? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what a job. This is great. You get your name on a plaque, you get your face on this big, huge thing. Yeah. Everyone loves, wants to be around you. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But that they're saying it's not a threat. It's just a strong suggestion that the Rose Bowl <laughs> acquiesce and say yes to allowing them to come on in here. Uh, and then finally, Trent Dilfer is going to be a college football coach. Did you see this story? Yes. He's going to coach UAB. He's a high school football coach at the moment. And he's going to do the Jeff Saturday <laughs> where it's like, wait, who is coaching UAB? Oh, Trent Dilfer is going to be a head coach in, 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 in college football, major college football. I love this it. Just, you love it? I love it. Why do you love it? You ever watch him break down stuff when he was on ESPN? Sure. You ever hear him talk? Like, I mean, it's a lot. I heard Jeff Saturday talk, and I thought Jeff Saturday's a raw, raw guy. Can you run a football program? Well, I mean, I think he's – I mean, he won a Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. He's got the experience. He was a quarterback. Do the kids know who he is? doesn't matter. He's coaching at UAB. You can walk in and say, here's my Super Bowl ring. What else do you need to know? Fair. I don't, right? You're at UAB. I'm not walking Although into Georgia in, in and the, coaching. In the Blazers' defense, they've invested quite a bit of money in football recently. That's so. fine. He's. I mean, I I love it. I I think it's I think it's great. I think Dilfer's. What I know of him, he'd make a good coach. I think he has a shot at making it. I do. Okay. Um, Having to go through, you know, the tree and the this and the that. I mean, whatever steps that you have to get to get the opportunity to be a coach at a Division One level. Some people are going to be pissed off that he got, you know. Oh, I'm not mad but, about it. I'm just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I just believe that people who want to be head coaches in the NFL, head coaches in college football, like if you're coaching college. Great coaching high school and you get a head coaching gig. It's a big jump. Happened here at Vegas, right? Didn't they give the guy? And it that didn't was work. And it didn't work. It flamed um, out hard. Well, it's not like it's the first time. And yes, the chances of it working are probably against him. The no of being successful is probably the favorite. But it worked for Fred Hoiberg, leaving the front office of the Timberwolves to become a head basketball coach for Iowa State. That's the only time that really I can say it worked, where you have nothing, no ties, you're not in the program, you're not coaching right now, that level, and you go take over a college program at a decent level and you elevate it. Hoiberg did that at Iowa State. Did Steve Kerr go from the broadcast booth to coaching? To the NBA? He did, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I mean, it can happen. I love it. I I, I, I just, I'm a fan of Dilfer. Mm. So I, I just, I read a lot about him because he just disappeared out of the media. Right. And, you know, I had to read why. And I was like, wow. I don't know if he got even, he kind of got done dirty a little bit. But, um, so I'm rooting for him. I saw the thing in there, you know, in the rundown. I was like, oh, be interesting. Welcome to the most entertaining part of the show. 
I've been waiting for this topic all day. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about this. So the American Gaming Association this morning issued a pretty big press release. Yeah. Headline. Americans gamble more than a half a trillion dollars illegally each year. Oh, boy. Illegal. The headline, the blinking light of this story is this. Yeah. Illegal wagering robs state governments of $13.3 billion in tax revenue annually, nearly $2.5 billion more than legal operators generated in 2021. They generated $11.7 billion in tax revenue. It also costs legal gaming, the legal gaming industry $44.2 billion in annual revenue or nearly half of the $92 billion in combined commercial and tribal revenue in 2021. I don't even know. Like, hold on. Let me just pull that number out of the air. <laughs> hold on. Let me let me get this out of the air here. Hold on. These numbers are all coming at me. They're coming fast. Hold on. Let me just let me get a, put, see if I can put them right here in this in this spreadsheet here. On. So here is how they came up with these numbers. Fantastic. I can't wait to hear this part. The study was conducted by the Innovation Group on behalf of the American Gaming Association and is based largely on a survey of 5,284 adults examining their past year gambling behaviors with oh. both legal and illegal operators, as oh. well as their observations of unregulated gaming machines. Oh. It also incorporates publicly available data on the size of U.S. legal gaming market of the oh. U.S. legal gaming market in certain states' gaming machine market. Oh. So this got the attention of USA Today. Uh-huh. And for the first time in the media, uh-huh. there was actually somebody who pushed back. Who, and this I credit. Some of our friends pushed back. You pushed back. But it's never been done by a national publication. No, no, no. Right. But some of our friends on Twitter pushed back this morning. Of course. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, I'm talking yeah, about yeah. this is USA Today. <laughs> this is the, what did they say? I didn't see this part. The AGA's projection of 510 billion in illegal betting by Americans should be taken with a grain of salt. Ooh. The American the American Gaming Association wants you to believe it stands for something bigger than making money. In fact, it needs you to believe it has a noble purpose lest you mistake it for an organization whose sole responsibility is to make the rich heads of the gaming industry richer. So as the industry seeks to continue the expansion of legal sports betting across the United States, the AGA has positioned itself, sorry, has positioned legalization as the solution to the threats posed by illegal gambling. It's the best leverage the industry has in lobbying lawmakers. Latest example is the report the AGA released on Wednesday, talking about the according to the report, the Americans that Americans gamble a staggering amount of money exactly. with illegal and unregulated operators. And this illegal gaming costs the industry and state governments billions of dollars. While there's no doubt an illegal market exists and keeps legal operators in states from gaining maximum profits, these numbers should be taken with a grain of salt. Just a week ago, a New York Times investigation found that previous AGA projections of illicit bets by Americans up to 400 billion each year were quote unreliable. Oh, now the now oh, the association's oh, estimate of over 510 billion, which also hmm. increases the projection of tax revenue states are missing out on. Oh, However, shit. state tax revenue were also inflated in the past according to the oh. New York Times. Oh, what 
What? <laughs> in, they were inflated? Like the balls in, in New England? <laughs> deflated. In the- no, they deflated those balls. Inflated the numbers? Who did that shit? No, go ahead. Continue, counselor. Go ahead, please. In the 14 jurisdictions that allow mobile sports betting at tax rates in the range anticipated by the AGA, tax revenues over the last 12 months have been nearly $150 million below their combined $560 million projections. Kansas was a state not included in that group because the state's lawmakers reportedly have tax rates on gambling revenue at the industry's behest. The state collected just $271,000 in taxes on $350 million bet this fall. (laughs) Two more paragraphs. The AGA even includes a disclaimer. Holy shit. Go ahead. Continue. The AGA even includes a disclaimer in its report that some of the information contains projections based on the association's expectations of future events that could turn out to be incorrect but bigger <gasps> they don't have biff's almanac is that what you're telling me they don't predict the predict the future without biff's almanac go ahead continue sir holy shit my head's gonna but bigger than any of this is this the aga isn't a party without something to gain from the eradication of illegal gambling that doesn't automatically make it make its goal of ne- a negative one but it does make it a one with bias and that's why the report can't be trusted as a single authority on the benefits of legalizing sports betting. <laughs> there is a mic drop from the USA Today this morning after this. So first time, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I do not remember a major news publication taking this press release because this gets retweeted and pushed by everybody in a non-legal state. This is what Florida residents are doing, Texas, California. They're all looking at this number And then they're looking at their politicians and they're saying, did you see how much money you're losing out on? Give me gambling. Give me legalized sports betting. And now you have other people who have done what you have said on this show numerous times by going, "Um, can we talk about these numbers? Because these numbers seem a little bit inflated. (laughs) And I love the AGA. They're they're my friends. I've spoke at G2E. I'm not saying this to discredit them. I think there's some validity on both sides of this. I just think it's a good place where we're not taking one side's 5,000 person study as the gospel for sports betting revenue. 5,000 people. How many people live in the United States? 378 million, right? 5,000. <laughs> asked them 5,000 people about the gambling habits yeah. and they told them the truth. They said, yeah, hey, but with the bookie down the street, I, I play some machines too. I, I I got the app. I don't have the app. I don't, I, I play offshore. They told them all the truth. They told them all like, and then they made these numbers and multiplied them exponentially. I don't know how they do the formulas to get to the billions. This is fascinating to me. I'm I mean, the so key, glad the word, said. the word that triggered me a bit, robbing state governments of 13.3 billion in tax revenue annually was, was, specifically use the word robbing that is a that is a word that i go whoa that's really strong language a little bit it's designed to incite people to get angry a little bit a little bit and maybe even politicians to get angry a little bit in cash strapped states that might be looking for a way to generate money yeah yeah 
And thus oh. they say, hey, because if you read the New York Times article, I may not have brought this up if the New York Times article, I didn't read all four pieces of it because it's phenomenal. It's worth your, you know, I paid a $4 subscription just to read it. And the Kansas, the way that Kansas did it, it's wild how the gaming industry was able to just tie up the entire body you, of government. Did you read the article that I sent you from the Kansas reporter yeah. about the lobbying and how they, how they did it? New York times went even more in depth. They, they took that story and they went even deeper than that. But yes, I've read them both. And it's, they it's got alarming. They wanted. It, it has nothing to do with the gambling. It's hmm. the lobbying process should be blown up. It should be blown up the way it's done. When I read that article from the Kansas City guy or wherever he was that wrote about how the legislators were like, yeah, I'll take the bourbon. I'll take the cigars. I did. What do you want me to say? You want me to say yes on the thing? Okay. You know. Up I mean, until the point where it was being written, they were the lobbyists were texting what to put in the bill. Like while they were writing the law, the lobbyists the were saying – Change this, change that. Oh, drop this, drop that. Oh, hey, pass this. Give me a break on this. Right. What are we doing? They made $270,000 on $350 million in handle. I mean, you want to talk about... <laughs> what are we doing? Kansas is a very good state to operate in right now, <laughs> if you're a book. But can I say one thing? And and I I don't I people I mean AGA I I I might they may hate me for this but I'm just gonna say it because I I believe it. At some point, doesn't this feel a little bit like the PGA Tour and Live, because they need to come together and figure it out. Don't we need to figure out the offshore market and the onshore market and try to figure out a way to make it coexist and have it? They don't work? want it to coexist. They never did. They never will. I know they don't want it to, but isn't it always going to exist? Isn't the offshore with the internet always going to be part of the gaming world? And the longer we call it illegal gambling and the longer that we vilify it and demonize it, even while onshore books use their numbers to help them make their own numbers. Yeah. And they're looking to those offshore books for how they're taking overnights and where they're, they're moving the number. And then we're moving the number based upon what's happening offshore. That, the books in America who are quote legal are already doing in some form of a business, looking at the numbers in the market on the illegal books. Shouldn't we figure out some way to make this coexist in some form or fashion? I went down to Curacao in 1997. If you'd have told every guy that was down there running a business, if they could come home, and run their business without worrying about somebody barging through their doors or changing the laws and taking all their money. If they were able to just run their business the way they would be able to be run it, they'd all come home. They'd all do it. This is what cannabis had. This is what happened with the cannabis companies. We had people growing in parts of Mexico and people in Canada and people in you know Northern California with secret grow rooms and secret plants. And then we decided that, look it, we're going to stop. We don't want that. We're going to let them because they're doing it anyway. 
Let's just let them do it in a safe way. Let's go ahead and then we'll make money on it and we'll figure out a way to tax it. We'll figure out a way. The green rush has been actually successful. We don't know yet about the sports gambling green rush, but we know the green rush in many states has been very profitable. Colorado, California, Nevada. It's been very profitable for states in terms of tax revenue. It just feels like we're fighting this battle for legal, illegal. And the more that we make it, you know, we're legal now and in, in every state really the happiest person is the bookie on the side of the road. No question that the legalization came for, because for, he, he gets to price shop it and say, Oh yeah, I'll give you credit and a better line. That's those are the two elephants in the room. It will keep the price the same as it's been for a hundred years because that's enough. 11 to 10 built this all. It's, it's a great saying and it's true. It needs to be a if you do enough volume, you don't need to price gouge anybody. And two, the credit thing is never going away. Mm -mm. It's never going away. So how do you figure out? Well, now there's books that want to give credit. Now we're talking about books that are looking to go legal with credit. Well, they're going to do it with credit cards. They're making a mistake. I told, I, I, I've told people this before. I've seen it. You know, you run up the credit card and then you just say, I charge back. Somebody got my credit card. I didn't do any of this. The book's stiffed. That's it. They, they side with the consumer every time in that case. And the book can do every means possible. You know, now they said, all right, we'll do it with crypto. Well, the cryptos, you know, got went away like this. The, the FTX, the, gone, gone, whatever they were doing. Right. Now, last week, and Purdom tweeted about it th this week, the FBI is getting involved with the people getting their accounts raided here. In the legal places. I thought all this was going to go away when, when we went legal. We're getting all the problems that they've already figured out in the offshore places. It's, you're, you're right, but they don't want to do it. Mm -mm. They won't do it. They just will not would the, do it. Would the offshore places, if they were given a, a path, would they do it? It would have to be favorable. Yeah. It would it feel, it, it feels like they would not. I mean, at this point they've been told you can't do it. You, you're right. a villain. You're a, this, you're a, that to then turn coat and say, Hey guys, come on back. We're going to make it like, why would they trust anything that's being said? Right. Right. God bless you. No, I haven't sneezed yet, but I'm, I'm Oh, you look like you're ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to, my eyes are watering. I need to, and I can't. <laughs> uh, just look up in the light. Just look right I'm looking at both lights and it just went away. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. I thought it was going to. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know if um I mean guys are making this decision every six months, every year. Guys I know, you know, they're down there working and then they're like, oh, I'll come back and I'll come, I'll work here or I'll work there. And then if the proctology exam is too deep, despite the fact that you're the most qualified person for the job, you can't get the job because they right. won't give you the license. Because you lived offshore and did. Yeah, but I'm going to be better. I'm going to help more. You're out. Yeah, okay. you do, you're doing the same thing. Like, I get the idea that organized crime launders money through illegal books all over the world. I fully understand that. I get the angle that it happens, and it's a 
huge problem. It funds human trafficking. It funds all sorts of oppression around the world. It funds wars. I understand all of that thought process that those types of practices can never be okay. But for 99% of the business that's going through from a ticket perspective, I mean, it's just Tim, uh, you know, who, who lives in Chicago who just looked at the football game tonight and saw a minus 110 line right. there and minus 125 there and say, you know, I want to go bet at minus 110. I don't want to bet at minus 125. It's it's so much to do about nothing in that regard. I mean, and, you know, using the laundry and the money stuff, they're laundering money every day through the weed, guys. They okayed it. Fair. Yeah. You know, they, they're doing all this stuff. They're Listen. They're laundering money through the banks. <laughs> that too. Right. It's just, it's just, there's, there's doing, there's all right. kind I mean, of thing. One of the most unforeseen consequences of the fact that banks weren't able to process weed money because they didn't allow interstate commerce because it's still federally legal is it, it became a cash business and everything right. that is a straight cash business welcomes nefarious opportunities to launder money. <laughs> so they literally set it up perfectly to launder money. It's crazy to states where it's legal and it's booming like that has the, the highest ping pong handle in the states that has the books. <laughs> wildly coincidental. Wildly coincidental. You can't how that be saying these things out loud. <laughs> Why? The AGA saying it. The USA Today saying it. I'm just saying it. it's a wild coincidence. <laughs> the state's handles of the places where the, the weed is popular. And rolling, they, I, I, it's just coincidental. I guess you, you know, if you get high, you like to watch ping pong. I'm just saying, I don't know. Coincidence. I told you it was going to be my favorite part of the show today. Uh, real fast. It's a great question. Uh, I know I'm just showing you this because I think it's, I, I think it's funny. And I think you probably think it's funny too. Oh, my Patriot. phone was blowing up at 7 a.m. this morning. I about, no, 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 not about this. Moving on. We're going to move on. Oh, Patriot fans are envisioning Tom Brady coming back next year. Stop. Let's, <laughs> but, all right, let, let's have a moment here. I'll talk for the Patriot fans. He ain't coming back. Okay. <laughs> let it fucking go. All right. He's not coming back. You sure? Okay? He ain't coming back. I've got a full... It, 2,000 word breakdown as to why Tom Brady coming back to the Patriots is a reality. People, you got to let it go. <laughs> All y'all. Seriously. So All this right. blog, guybostonsports.com. Can we get him on the show? Maybe. He's got 31,000 followers on Twitter. This is not like a small dude. This is a big Boston blog. I'd love to have him on the show. He's written 2,000 words on Tom Brady's return to the Patriots. Everything from the Patriots cap space to next year, how much money they've got left to Brady's contract being up in Tampa to Brady and Belichick riding off into the sunset together with one more hurrah. (laughs) And the Patriots offensive line in defense could entice Brady to come back because they both play really well right now. Be a hell of a story. (laughs) Can you imagine? This feels so. When I read this, I was like, "This feels like a breakup. This feels like an ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend pining over the idea that that guy just broke up or that girl just broke up with their person, and maybe we can get back together. They're open. They're available now." <laughs> it was like, "Come on, guys! Like, this is not happening. This would be. This is a story that 
Yes, the movie ending is this. This is the movie ending. Tom gets all mad. It was all Giselle. Fuck her. She's the reason why he left. She's Now she's out of the picture. The damn wife is gone. Now the life comes back. Now you have that back. Go back to go back to Bill. Go back to the two of you were star-crossed obsessive lovers of the game of football. And now Giselle's not there to poison your ear anymore about how you're supposed to be. And go back and play for Bill and go take the Patriots to one more Super Bowl and one more hurrah. And Robert Kraft sells the team or he retires and Jonathan Kraft runs the team. Bill retires. Bill retires. What? <laughs> the Disney movie ends in fireworks and celebration and the two of them in an embrace. <laughs> be amazing. It would be awesome. It would be, it'd be insane. It'd be the best story of my life. 100%. It would be, be stupid. City of Boston might not be left standing if that were to happen. <laughs> like, the, there's a very famous moment of me on the radio in Omaha that people reference all the time. Dana Altman left. Went to Arkansas. Yeah. I got a text message from Jeff Goodman from Fox Sports at the time. Dana's coming back. I looked at my phone. I'm live on the air. I lost my shit. Oh, that's just when he went down and did the press conference and yep. said, fuck Ooh, it. Come back. And then came back. Yeah, you told that story. Yeah. Okay. Lost my shit on the air. Started screaming, right. yelling. Dana's back. Dana's back. Dana's back. Oh my God. If Brady were to go back to the Patriots and it happens live on the air, it would top that moment by far. I would lose my mind. Would you move back to Boston? No, <laughs> but I would be over the moon. If Tom Brady were the Patriot quarterback again, I don't he care what he's good got. in that picture. He pulled a good picture. That red Jersey is just fantastic. <laughs> should be, it should be the full time. Go back to the Pat, the Patriot, the whole 100%. time. Oh, let's do it. I'm in. Let's go. I mean, the Seahawks are going back to the Seahawk that, you know, the Hawk yeah. old school Hawk. Should have never left that. Yeah. The Steve Largent era. They're going back to that. They should have never left that. Everyone should go back. The whole league should go back to the eighties. How fun would that be for a whole season? I got all the stuff. I would welcome it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Whole year would be awesome. And then Patriots, this should be their this should be a full-time uniform. My God. Like, please, full-time uniform. <laughs> Jay Dalbetz just said, as a Pats fan, if Brady comes back, I will be insufferable. Fair warning. Oh, me and you both, my friend. All of you fucking All people of, will be, we would be so, I'm seriously, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know. The amount of like putting our testicles on the on a table oh, the God. amount of well, how I mean, what are we talking that? about that for i don't know you put your we would just go like oh yeah oh, oh. Would just, oh we would be so happy we would be on like the level we would be on with oh. six rings and tom coming back like it would just be on like every bills fan would have to go and try to like tape together their tables back together and be like we're really sorry we should have done that like oh it would be so fun we would rule uh, it would be Patriot fans are already insufferable. You put Brady back under center and look out, run the whole thing back. Go get Jules. Hey, Edelman, stop doing those damn Verizon commercials. Come play football. He can't even, he can't get hit no more. Let I him, know. let it go. Gronk would come Gronk? back for one oh, day. Yeah. But no, Gronk will play. Stop. Let's go. Gronk will play. He's all rested up. Both of them all rested up. We run it back. I bet Randy could still run some. Go get Randy. <laughs> This would be the ultimate, ultimate heel turn. Oh, I mean, we have that 80 for Brady movie coming out, right? Why not have them all, you know, all these geriatric Patriot players come back to play with Bill. It's like a high school reunion. 
It ain't happening. No. <laughs> Be really fun though. Speaking of though, how big is how big is this injury to Von Miller in your mind for the Bills? I don't know. It sounds like he's coming back. Like, do the Patriots, the Pats have a shot to beat him Thursday? Four and a half. My move would tell you that somebody believes so. Yes. I mean, the game's in in Foxborough. Oh, dear God. Thursday night. Oh, is it really? Let's go. Everybody just moved to three and a half. I love this. Allen, Allen and Mo and and Lindemann are the only four left, at least in the world right now. <laughs> the hell's going on? The hell is that? is Brady back now? Did he oh, go back go. to New England? <laughs> what the hell? How, why is this something's going on? This is three and a half. Oh boy! Short week, home game. Bill, Bill versus McDermott. Bit of a mismatch. I mean, Patriots played well against the Vikings. They it's not a short week for the Patriots because they played on Thursday. So did the Bills. They both played on Thursday. Right. So they're both, you know, Bills haven't been playing great. They're beginning tested. God. Nearly lost to the Lions. Patriots could have beaten the Vikings. It didn't, but could have. Belichick off of a loss is historically really good. I'm gonna have to watch this game. Oh, hell yeah. This is a huge game. It's a great game. You should watch this game. Yeah, I guess so. I got a good sports day tomorrow. I can't wait. Tomorrow's going to be fun. Guess they could win. I mean, you so obviously it, think they can win. I think they can win. Not going to bet it, but I think they can win. We're not using it in a contest. <laughs> we don't use Thursdays ever, so no. All right. You don't like it enough to even, because I was going to say, I got to start looking. No, that we have to put everything. No, use it in I, the I, that's why you can't do it. You cannot, especially with weather in this time of the year, you cannot use Thursdays. No. Weather could turn real nasty, real fast. If Vaughn Miller is out long-term, longer than four, week 14, can the Bills win it all? Yeah. Without him. He helps everything, makes all of them better. Yep. But I still think, yes, if they get that home field, I still think they can. That At least get questionable. There. Miami's not going anywhere. No. They're live to win the division. They're losing this week, though. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are losing this week. Really? What's that yeah. number now? Four. Is it Really? San Fran minus four. Yeah, they're losing the game. I don't know if they're covering it. So, so if they lose this week, do they win next week? They're staying out west. Yeah. They got San Fran, then L.A. They're the Chargers. Chargers. Boring any injuries or anything like that. Yeah. This is the moment, right? If the Bills beat the Patriots, Dolphins lose to the Niners, they lose again to the Chargers. Hypothetically, the division could flip and the Bills could run away with it. This is a big, this is a big part of the season for this division in the East. Yeah. Miami's a minus one favorite right now at the Chargers. Fair. I don't the Chargers are broken. How do they keep winning games? <laughs> I mean, they're playing crap teams. I guess. I don't know. I mean, their schedule is not hard. Once they start playing like real competitive teams, then I mean, their wins this year are over the Raiders, Texans, Browns, Broncos, Falcons, and Cardinals. It's not very good. No. (laughs) 
what's their what's their no. signature win? Like the bowl committee says. Yeah, they don't have one. They don't. Uh, I mean, they lost to the Jaguars, lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Seahawks, lost to the Niners, lost to the Chiefs. I mean, anytime they play anybody with any type of pulse, right? They get wrecked. So, I mean, I think your call of if the I'll say this: if the Niners beat the Dolphins, I would bet the Dolphins the next opportunity you have at the Chargers. Like yeah. automatic, they're not losing both games. I don't think so. So if they lose, if they, but if they beat the Niners, they could lose to the Chargers. I don't think they go two and zero. Oh, on the on this stretch, that's highly unlikely, but it's it's possible. Hmm? Sure, if they if they beat the Niners, because I, I think the Chargers are bad. Tyson Fury fights on Saturday. It's no, yeah. I think is it this Saturday? He could fight with his eyes closed. Was it like a minus 5,000 fight favorite? I just saw a commercial. It's he's fighting sense. such a he's the guy he's fighting is the such a cream puff. Oh, for uh, real. Let's see. Where's boxing? Oh. Yeah, it's Saturday. He's it's minus 3,500. 2,500 at the place yeah. I'm looking at. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's to be 5,000. Should be minus 5,000. Two o'clock in the afternoon, man. There's going to be a lot going on on Saturday. It's a big, told you, did a bet. Uh, one more quick one. Rogers yep. to play against the Bears now. He's playing. Minus four. Yeah. Smart move. <laughs> um, he ain't ready to just give up the crown. He's going to spite everybody and win the rest of the way out. Does he have the same attitude as Brady? I'd rather play and lose than play than not play. Yeah, it looks like it. It I does. So too. He's not. He's not ready to. He's. What is he going to do? <laughs> I mean, Hayashaka or whatever that stuff is, and go travel and all yep. that shit. Yep. Like, what is he going to do for six months? I don't. I don't know. I mean, golf. He's mm. only going to do that stuff so long. Some of these guys don't know how to have leisure time. I well, think he's 39, not married, no kids. I mean, he's more football than Brady. Oh, I don't know about that. Brady's been obsessed, like, just so long. At 39 know. years old, you're not, I mean, your life is football. Your life has been football. So they got Green Bay has, oh, they have a bye next week, sir. Oh, so if you're going to play love. This so could you, be the last hurrah. Aaron has to play, yes. And then he and then, then he can get love ready to go and Aaron doesn't play the rest of the year. Uh, Shoot, he could win and retire. Win, beat the Bears and say, I'm done. Say after this year I'm retiring. Jordan's gonna play the rest of the year after the bye. He one hundred percent is not gonna do that. I know. Just saying he could. Just say how the could, but he ain't that ain't his style. <laughs> All right. Now I get to have a little fun. Oh boy. <laughs> Omaha steak searing hot take of the day. Where's my BVB at? So you guys can go to omahasteaksrightnow.com. Shop their curated packages all for the holiday season. When you guys buy it, send me or Dave, tag us, tweet it, DM something, the receipt. We'll call you out, give you a thank you live on the air for doing that, to helping supporting the show by going through and using that promo code BVB. You save 30 bucks at checkout at omahasteaks.com when you get ready for the holiday season in your brain for a griller, a smoker out, whatever they do. If someone loves meat, they're going to love the Omaha Steaks packages. They've got, I got it in my freezer at the moment. It's a ton of food. It's a lot of fun. You get different levels, all different good stuff. Did your brother get it, by the way? 
Do we know it arrived yet? I don't know. He said he was still waiting for the meat yesterday. All right. Talk for that. that. So All right. I, I'll, hopefully I'll we get got it. it. I don't know. Hopefully we got it. We got to take care of business and figure out what's going on with that. Our boys you're are watching the show, me. brother Dan or brother Doug. Put it in the chat because you won't yeah. text me back. So, Ooh, boy. So, BVB, promo at checkout, 30 bucks off, OmahaSteaks.com. Jennifer Lopez is, is now back together with Ben Affleck. So I'm inclined, as a Bostonian, I'm inclined to give her a pass on certain things. Oh boy! If I were to, if if I say Dave, who had the best voice of our growing up? What singer had the best voice? Woman like pop, singer? Yeah. What female voice would like just pop to mind if I say like over the last 30, 40 years, what songs, what voice do you go like? Okay, yeah, that's the best of the best. Like give you the chills, like where you go, oh, that's she can sing. Yeah. Whitney Houston. Right. Hundred percent, right? And the, and I don't know oh, if you looked. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if you looked at the, looked at this or not, right? But Jennifer Lopez is doing a Whitney Houston tribute. Wow. J Lo okay. reveal, re- revealed to Time Magazine okay. she is doing a Whitney Houston tribute at the Grammys next year. J Lo said, "Quote: I feel that Whitney's songs fit my vocal range very well." Wow. She, I'm gonna sing. I have, of that? Wow! I'm going to sing. I have nothing, and I will always love you. I mean, hold on. You gotta get up. <laughs> I mean, you gotta get up. If you're gonna sing that, you gotta get up. Look, J Lo can sing, okay, but she's like in the Britney Spears category of singing to me. Yeah, like pop and hip hop. She can dance and she can sing well enough she to can carry. Definitely it. dance. Okay. Yes. But like, is Jennifer Hudson dead? Like, where did Jennifer Hudson go? Like Jennifer Hudson can sing. She can sing Whitney. J-Lo right. to sing Whitney Houston could be an absolute disaster. Like, we're talking about Whitney bleeping Houston's voice. Like, this, that woman, I mean, the bodyguard, you're talking about some of the most oh, amazing man. songs of the 80s. Do you remember when she sang the National Anthem at the Super Bowl? Oh, that was the best one ever. That's the literally bar. like brings you watch a replay of that now. And it brings you to tears. Like it was so good. It was just, um, what yeah, is I don't J-Lo know, doing what, why even get into the ring? This is like asking to go box Muhammad Ali. Like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're picking this fight. Like you're picking to go into this and go like, you know, Whitney Houston, her songs fit my vocal range. Excuse me. <laughs> um, it's like saying you're like seven feet tall when you're six, two. Like this is not like mm. <laughs> you're you're a, a boy, you know you're in the game you can play in the NBA you're six two, but you're not like Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> like you're choosing to go into this fight. This is a really bad idea. Are if I could like her, tap, are you doing her a pat bev? You're too small. If if I could somehow like say up. to Ben Affleck, be like Ben, like you got to save her from this. Like this is a really bad idea. Like this is someone needs to stop her from doing. This. I didn't think the way that ended that that would ever come back oh. full circle. I mean, I she mean, she almost put Ben out in the, the ground, pasture in the ground, literally dead. <laughs> yeah, that was I close. mean, and he said, "Come back." Sure. Okay. Okay. Yep. Come on. Come on. I mean, how many marriages she had now? Six, five. I mean, this is A after A Rod, right? Well, she had Mark Anthony, she had A-Rod, she had Ben, she had 
A lot of the one I'm forgetting. This is from A-Rod, right? That A-Rod was last, and now we back to Ben. How yeah. bad was it? <laughs> it's a great New York-Boston rivalry. <laughs> what are we doing? I love it. Sports great. Thank you so much. We love you guys every night. When you're watching, tag us at Sports Talk Matt and at Sports BK Consig on Twitter. 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight Eastern, back tomorrow night. You guys are live on Twitter and YouTube. Don't move here for BVB. All right, better to book a time. Ready to go with my Drake Bulldogs to piss off all the people who see you. What's, uh, what's the Valley on? starts tonight? Missouri Valley Conference basketball. Conference tonight. play? Yes, starts tonight. Drake on the road at Indiana State. We're laying two. Market's two and a half. On the road, six and one, Indiana State, six and oh. Drake. Drake is one of the 18 teams in college basketball who have yet to lose a game this year. Four straight wins for Drake over the Sycamores. Sycamores were picked middle of the pack. I think this number is too light, even though this is what Kempom has it at two. Betting it or booking it, Drake minus two. We just have to do this again, we, right? <laughs> we have to bet them until they lose. Well, they haven't covered every game. They covered the last two games, though. Two is win. Correct. If they win by one, we'll eat it. We'll bet it. Agreed. Okay. Minus 130 on the money line. I was like, eh, I'm laying the two. I'm fine. Uh, sometimes at minus 130 is better. True. Because you get one and two. Two's a push. One is mm-hmm. a loss. Fair. I just think uh, I think they win the game. It's one possession. It's one bucket. Take Drake by two. It's a total in a game. 151. Oh, we're hooping. We're not playing that. That's good. I like it. Indiana States can move. This is good. Okay. But they lost as 10-point favorites to Missouri, Kansas City. Indiana State did. (laughs) So they can lay some eggs in there. Pick middle of the pack in the Valley. They're not expected to be a good team in the Valley. So 6-1 is a bit of a surprise for Indiana State. Okay. I like Drake. Carolina. Plus seven tonight on the road. I'm fading the entire state of Indiana tonight. Indiana and Indiana State. Fading them both. This month, this market, this number cratered. Ken Palm had it at six. It was seven last night. What is it? Four and a half now? I'm looking for the game right now. Times it start? Tonight, seven o'clock, I believe, or eight o'clock Eastern. Oh, it's down at the bottom. Four and a half right now. Yeah. World pounding. Couple Carolina. fours already. Wow. I might get three points of CLV to go throw in a trash can tonight. Yeah. Why? Uh, why the big play? Because I, I think everybody's waking up to realizing that Carolina, they lost two games in a row and it's the number's wrong. Hmm. I mean, it's probably two or three sharp max bets that are moving it down that much, but it's a right. big... Big 10 ACC brawl. Huh. Um, I have the best number on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it may not matter. Right. Um, no, I, think, I mean, I think they might win it because I of think the Carolina, number. I think Carolina might win the whole thing. It might win it out outright tonight. So when Carolina played their first really good team, Iowa State, they lost. Yeah. They lost their last game to Alabama in four overtimes. This is the first game of the year for Indiana against anybody with any pulse. Right. 
So I think everyone's looking at, did what I did. I went and looked at it. I was like, okay, who has Indiana played? Nobody. They're top 10 on reputation, not on who they've played. I'll bite. I'll take it. I'll say okay. bet it. We are back. I don't know officially what my record is fading teams on back-to-backs, but it's pretty good. It's like 12 and two so far this year. In the hockey? In hockey. Cannot stomach laying $3 with Toronto and San Jose. Brutal. So I laid the puck line. Brutal. Brutal. Against San Jose. I did it for only a half a unit. Didn't do it for a full unit because this is a lot more of a difficult lift in my mind. But San Jose won last night against Montreal for nothing. Turning around, having to go to Toronto, who's very good at home. Maple Leafs puck line. Betting it or booking it. Book it. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, it feels like a one goal game. Potentially. I'm not hating. I'm not going to hate it. I just couldn't do it. I could. I wanted to do lay three dollars. No, <laughs> I was like, I just cannot. I saw do that, that this morning, and I was like, Oh God! Like they're going to make- Edmonton's laying over like two twenty on the road at Chicago. Scary, scary yeah. favorites today in the NHL. Yeah, just too too expensive. And finally, we're wearing the Celtics gear. Ollie gets halftime. She gets her little ceremony with the Celtics. This number is screaming bet under. I mean, screaming it. I'm saying, it is. fuck it. Bet the over. Six and a half. <laughs> over. Celtics team total first is half. Is this the highest it's been? Yes. <laughs> 59 was last game. Right. This is a point and a half higher. This is the books literally saying, okay, go ahead. You guys want it that badly? Go ahead. The under is the bet on this. This is the, the under is the better bet. Yeah, I hate this bet. Oh, this should be booking this 100%. I'm making right. it simply because. Yeah, bet the I, streak. This is bet on everything. This is yeah, Miami this is, plays defense. Boston scores 42 points in the first half. It goes woefully under. Like everything is screaming. If you haven't bet this yet with just the picks, you should probably bet the under 50, 60 and a half. This number is so inflated, it's crazy. Right. Oy. But the NBA, we've talked about it. I mean, these games the are just going over. so up. They're flying over. So up. Celtics have scored 140, 130, 122, 125, 107, 117, 126, 126, 117, 131, 128. Like, it's just dumb. They're scoring 120 or more points every game. Every game. It's unreal. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, uh, I'd say we have to, I have to book this. Good luck. On principle. Yeah. It's just too high. I mean, it seems that's. It's a heat check. This is a heat check bet. This is literally. Okay, Boston. Playing the heat and. Right. So good defensive team. Supposedly. Yes. Let's see what they do. See what Boston does. By the way, Boston and the Boston Bruins, Celtics and the Bruins, are a combined 23 and one straight up at home. Carl's posting it now every day that somebody named Boston Sports Info posted all W's (laughs) in the one one L in there, and it does all 23 W's. He's CH is doing it with, is this good? And they win again. It's, It's hilarious. If like, yeah, this is this is crazy. They won again last night. The Bruins. Three one puck line. 
Yeah, Boston's ten and zero at home. Sorry, ten and one at home. Bruins are thirteen and zero at home. Boston's at home tonight against Miami, who's two and seven on the road this year. Yeah, Celtics are winning <laughs> again to go twenty four and one. I would love to find out, like from Elias or something, what's the greatest combined home record for a team that shares one building. Celtic for, for an NHL Basketball team and an NBA team. When yeah. they share a building, what's the best record ever combined for the two? I have to go back and look at the Philadelphia with the Sixers and the Flyers because the Flyers were so dominant. Uh, might be a candidate. I don't know. That's interesting. Somebody in the chat, maybe look that up. Be able to see. That's a, so, that's a good one. Is that, favorite, do you have any more games? I was no. going to ask you a game. Sure. I'm wearing a Sacramento Kings hat. Okay. Sacramento is minus four. Let me make sure I get the current number. All right, it's up to four and a half. We'll say four and a half for the purpose of the show because there's only one okay. four left. Minus four and a half. The total's 243. Oh my gosh. Against the Pacers. Sided total. It's got to be Kings. Pacers just won on a buzzer beater at the Lakers, and the line was only three. Against the Lakers, and now it's four and a half at Sacramento. The total, this is the highest total of the day, one of the highest totals of the season, 243. It is the highest total for a Pacer game on the year. Yep. Previous high was 239 and a half against Brooklyn. It went over. Yeah. I like the over. Yeah. So I would bet the over Sacramento has gone against Phoenix last game out. This is why I was on Sacramento against Phoenix. They lost by five at home. They've lost right. three games in a row. Right. Hmm. Indiana's 12 and eight. You like the Kings? I do. Yes. It's the last game of the home stand. They've lost every, Oh no, sorry. It's the, they lost last game and two games on the road before that. Sorry. Um, I mean, you're supposed to yeah. take Pacers. This is the biggest, like one of the, I looked at the board this morning. I was like, wow, that'll be one. That's an entertaining game. Yeah. 43 for the total. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of scoring, but I was surprised the line was so high. I'm like, they were just three at the Lakers. You're telling me that the power ratings and stuff have the Kings a point and a half better on a neutral or whatever than the, right. the Lakers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll ride with it. I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Just talking it out. If I like the over, I have to like the Kings. Yeah. Because Sacramento, if they score the way they're capable of scoring, they should be able to win the game. Oh, D Weezy just said he's looking to smash it under 242 and looking to middle it live. Oh, that's that's actually not a bad move either, because if you get a slow start, a yep. high total like this moves in multiples. It doesn't Fast. just go point yeah. by point. It goes, it goes by down. twos, threes. You get to 238, 235, you know, 232, and all of a sudden you have a 10-point middle quick, and you can kind of build on that. I so, like it. I like that philosophy. Yeah, especially with this high of a total, it's going to Yeah, be. I mean, it's 243. Yeah, I would shop for the highest total on the on the board and right. then got the under, kind of like right. what you guys used to do with an eight in the box for college mm -hmm. football. Mm -hmm. Find the highest total and mm -hmm. then under. That's it. Yeah, kind of some kind of a similar type of. It's interesting. I just I, I, like I just it. saw that. 
that's, a know, good, I, that's a good idea. I, I like that idea. Yeah. I, I might do that to bet the under and then go look to bet the over in game. It'll give you something to do at 730, you know, because that game's late. So you know. that's good because I have my I have class. So I'll be I'll be coming back around six. So that's good. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, I will try to keep it quick, but today is November 30th. This was my dad's birthday. Oh, wow. And he's been gone. Like I said, uh, this is nine years now, uh, eight or nine years, 2000. It's nine. Anyhow. So every, for years since he passed, November 30th was always like a melancholy day. I was a little bit sad. I think of him often and I missed him so much. And then since the stroke and having that dream and talking to him and knowing that he's with me every day, you know, I'm looking at the calendar two days away, one day away. I'm like, man, November 30th, you know, I wonder what dad's doing. I wonder how he's feeling and all this stuff. And we got guys watching the show, like taking care of their dads. And we've talked about all this stuff and like I'm getting DMs and texts now or tweets every day about how watching our show is helping people get through stuff. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, we're going through our own stuff too, but we're able to just kind of give people somewhere to go and come and watch the show, follow along in the chat, hit the subscribe button, the like button, all that stuff to get away from that. It's great. So November 30th, as soon as we get done here, and I figured we'd be done at noon, um, I'm going to see my uncle. My dad's twin brother is laying in that bed yeah. doing okay. I mean, he's, I don't know if he's ever going to walk again. Wow. He just, his, his legs just don't work like they used to. He thinks he can get up and, you know, play catch with me. He's not going to do that, but I'm going to see my uncle Victor and wish him happy 79th birthday. <laughs> Think about my dad, talk about my dad and, um, let him give me shit for wearing Boston Celtics stuff. I can't wait. I mean, I'm going to walk in. He's like, what are you doing in that? I can't, I might have to change because he's going to be pissed off. So I might, I might change. But that's phenomenal. That's my favorite thing about today. Uh, different life situation, but still a dad conversation. So one of the really fun things about living here in Las Vegas is that on the spur of a moment, we can decide to get in a car and drive to the Bellagio and drive to what is, I will put it, put it up against anybody else's Christmas decorations in the oh, entire geez. country. So Madeline was with me last night and she was like, I want to go out tonight. I, I don't want to be in the house tonight. I want to go out. I said, okay. And I said, what do you want to do? And she said, I want to do something Christmassy. And I was like, all right, I don't want to go to the ballpark to go to that enchant thing on a Tuesday night. I don't want to do that. And I was like, what if you go to the Bellagio? And she was like, what's at the Bellagio? And I was like, well, wait till you see the Bellagio. Oh, she had and never seen it before? She's seen it, but she hadn't seen this year's Christmas. Like, you oh, know, it okay. always changes. The conservatory always changes over. And so we took her. I don't know if Farrah can throw the picture up or not on screen, but because I, I emailed, there it is. So that, that there's Maddie and I in front of the tree. It was like, she's the perfect age for this stuff. Like yes. at eight, they just absorb it in such amounts of like, you yes. live through them. You watch it through them. It, it reinvigorates you and your love of this time of the year. Yep. And it just makes it special. It's just, it, it's my first experience as a dad, like to really go through the whole Christmas transition of like watching a kid. Oh, Christmas is great to like, it's Christmas. <laughs> like, 
counting down. She asked me last night, she goes, what's 24 times 25? I said, why? She goes, what's 24 times 25? And I was like, 600. She goes, that's how many hours are until Christmas. I was like, oh my. I was like, Madeline, I was like, time. Like, let's tamp this thing down a little bit. Got home, Christmas list, Santa Claus list, writing the letter to Santa Claus, like, uh, like right away. I'm like, December 1st. She's like, December 1st, I want it in the mail. I want Santa Claus. Like, let's go. Yep. So that was, it's a, it's a carryover, but it's, it's a cool time. And the fact that we live here, it was a great reminder last night of why I love living here. Yep. It's a cool place. Wait till you have to tell her that the whole thing is, there's not, it's. Ken, where's yeah. Kendall? She's <laughs> at school. Okay. Disclaimer for kids. This is not a kid's show, but yes. That I'm conversation, saying, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. I, I think the this worst. Is, I think this is the last, this is it. This is why I'm absorbing it as much as possible. Cause this is it. This is going to yeah. be the. Wait till you hear the names you're called. Great. And you realize I was okay. like, wow. No, thanks. I was ready to move out the first time we told him. <laughs> oh. Guys, thank you for listening, watching, and being a part of this show. We really do appreciate all the support. You have no idea. Like, subscribe. If you listen to the show, by the way, I did I did on Twitter, by the way, but if you guys have a Spotify unwrapped today, if, if BVB pops up in it, tag us on it, put the picture up, or we tweet it. We'll give you some love on Twitter today for doing that. So do that. Back tomorrow, 10 o'clock Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time for a Thursday, big sports day for BVB.